Yo, 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 what up, fools? Welcome to another edition of Do Fools Agree. Back to you live from the Citadel Studios <laughs> in downtown Columbus, Ohio. 43205, come find me. <laughs> As always, I'm here with my main man, Clifford Jordan Jennings. What's going on, Cliff? Not shit, my brethren, not shit. Uh, I would like to add that... Uh, this is a um uh, uh what do the young kids call it? Uh, a mashup, a crossover. A, ma- a, cr- a mashup, I think, is what it may be. That's true. So go ahead, do your intro. This is a mashup with the Hit the Showers podcast. Um, to all my shower heads, we got lazy today. We just gonna do it all in one wop for you. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's nice because it's. I, I mean, the topics that I think we've got on hand. Are good crossover topics because right. there is some shit going down. <laughs> Man, when ain't it some shit going down? Right, right. That's true. True enough. True enough. But how's your week been? I mean, shitty. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, um, I want to give a quick shout out to my stepdad, my cousins, you, uh, Casey. You know, a whole host of people. Am I forgetting somebody? My uncle, Len. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> For all their help today with the move, we managed to load up all of my shit from my previous house in about an hour. And we managed to unload everything in about an hour and a half. And I've already got a lot of shit unpacked, so... I'm that, listening like I wasn't involved. Right, like, right. <laughs> you you looking I'm, like like you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Somebody texted me and, and I got me sidetracked. No, so. I get it, man. I've been on that Tinder and that Bumble. and <laughs> 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 I get sidetracked a lot these days. <laughs> well, that ain't what I'm sidetracked about. And um, just before we get into anything, because... I know there are baby mamas out there that are, are concerned about drinking. This is this is non-alcoholic, so don't give me any shit. Thank you. Man, that's <laughs> But I needed a beer, and BrewDog got non-alcoholic now, and I'm like, all right, all right. I can get the bust of both worlds right what's now. It, what's, it, what's it taste like? Does it taste all right? Tastes exactly like the other stuff, man. For real? Yeah, I'm drinking uh, Hazy Jane right now. Mm. It's Hazy AF. Alcohol free, I believe, not as fuck. <laughs> right. I listen. Right? So, you know, I had to throw that in there because, you know, people people want to assume shit and fuck them. Uh, <laughs> nah, I mean, you know, assumption. I mean. I mean, at the end of the day, my I whatever. Whatever I want to do, I'm going to do. And right now I'm right. deciding not to drink. So, Well. That's your choice, and right. I, I'm rocking with you regardless. But, yeah, no, nah, I mean, I don't even feel like that's information that needs to be disclosed. I understand. I understand. But you got to remember what neighborhood I just left, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to remember. Good fucking ridden. That is my uh, that is my son's school district. So Good fucking ridden. I'm going to get ahead of any of that bullshit before it starts. And mm. no doubt, I am with you. I am home. I am home. 
I got the cat with me. Her name's on the mortgage from before. We're good. Although if she keeps knocking this camera, we're gonna have problems. <laughs> say, say you got in trouble for a regular old fucking weekend. Right. <laughs> right. It's a regular old weekend for a lot of people. Yo shit. And in this neighborhood, it would have been a Tuesday. <laughs> right. That's it. That's a, listen. That's a regular weekend for a lot. I guess you weren't. No, nah, let me not. I guess you weren't in that tax bracket to do the thing. Yeah, I guess not. I guess not. Especially with that... only one of us making money. Uh... Uh, <laughs> All right, we're going to move on before I get salty about shit. Uh, How was your shit. week? I had a decent week. Yeah. I had a decent week. Good. As I say on this podcast so many times over, I judge my week off of my work week. Yeah. Of course, shit goes on outside of work, but the work week is what indicates how well my week goes. No, I hear you on that. A fucked up work week usually indicates a fucked up week in general. Yeah. And I'm good at trying to compartmentalize, you know, and leave it at the desk, but. But you can't always do that. Not always, yeah. Sometimes that shit just stick to you. No, nah, I feel for you on that. The most part, this week, this week was not. I can't. I can't complain. And if I did, who would listen? Right. No, I mean, while the week overall was shitty, work was decent, and then uh, we won. We won last night, so that always helps. That's what's up. And honestly, play, uh, we played uh, Marion Pleasant. Okay. It was a perennial playoff team. Um, okay. they run wing T, so it had me a little nervous because we're not always good if somebody goes right at us. Right. These dummies, though, let me tell you something. These dummies. You talking about the uh, Mary and Pleasant, team? right? Mary and Pleasant. These dummies decided they were gonna come out and try to throw a bubble screen on us. We have some of the fastest talent in Ohio, let alone. The entire state four by one, I think I think they were fourth fourth place. For real, the entire state four by one fourth place. Whatever whatever place they did, they they made the state meet. And you guys we had a state qualifying four by one team, all of whom are on the field. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's why I was about to say, do you have two of them? No, we have all four, four, all four, yeah. all four on the field at the same time. They used to make or they used to make us run track in the uh, off season. Yeah, well, and like we don't necessarily like make requi- them, but it wasn't a requirement, but it was a strong, strong strongly recommended that you right. do something. Right, you <laughs> wasn't playing if you didn't. Right, right. Well, so these dummies come out. We end up so all the their first two games they faced a four man front, so like a seven man box. We came out in a three four, which means we had a five man box. And these idiots tried to throw a bubble screen and threw it behind the guy, which was scooped and scored on the first play of the game. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And it was it was done from so, there. So, wait, just to make sure I'm understanding correctly, so it was so far behind him that they considered it a fumble? Yeah, they considered it a backwards pass. Exactly. Okay. Yep. And okay. then the same kid. So he got I, his hand on it. A little bit. Because he kept it in bounds. Right, right. He just didn't get to... And then, so, the kid that scooped and scored, 
had four carries for 120 yards and two touchdowns. If that, oh, so he was playing running back too. Yeah. Ooh, you got some Iron Man out there. Well, and I mean, like I said, it was only four carries, so he's a he's a receiver, but okay. he he, okay. he that makes jumps sense. in the backfield. So like all of our all of our receivers. So he did that from the corner position. Uh huh. Yep. So how many blockers did they have? In front of him, did he like nobody? Because he beat he beat the one blocker. Okay, he beat the one guy that was coming for him. They didn't do it out of a trip. They should have did it out of a trip. Right, it had been a little more comfortable. Yep, and so from there it was off to the races, man. There were like four or five eighty sixty plus yard plays. So that's what's good. That's a rebound from last week. Well, after I mean Northland, we stomped too. It's a I mean. But Northland oh, wasn't that great. Oh, y'all had two since that first loss. Yep, yep. So we're two and one right now. We're 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 on the come up, and we got Grandview this week, and that should be no comment. We should be fine. I don't think <laughs> I I might have skipped a week. I think my life fast forwarded. Well, it's because we didn't do the show last week. Oh, that's what it was. You weren't feeling well, and I was fucking beat after the yeah, lightning delay, the brawl, all sorts of shit. Last week, I had two defensive linemen score touchdowns. For real? I love yes, seeing that. We had, I love seeing that. Unfortunately, it was the two that annoy me the most. I love them, but they, they know they're the most annoying <laughs> we'll to me. continue annoying him <laughs> and scoring touchdowns. And, yeah, so one was a safety that the kid ripped away and turned into a touchdown. Mm. And the other one was a D-tackle nose guard somehow scooped and scored. Northland just didn't chase him because Northland had enough speed on the field to catch him. Right. But handled his business, scored, got the six. So That's what's up. It was a little crazy. That's what's up, man. That's, that's, you know, the high school season is underway. We're, shit, we're almost halfway through the high school season. And meanwhile, college just now getting started. Four games? Y'all four games in? We're, we're three games in, so next week will be four. You know, there's 10 games in a season. We're not quite halfway, but we're in the middle part of the season is what I would say. And how many y'all got to win to make the playoffs? Well, that's a good question because they expanded the playoffs this year. So it went from eight. What does that mean exactly? It means they went from eight teams in a region to 12. Oh, so it's easier to get in. Yeah. So the season actually started a week early because they wanted to start the playoffs a week early. Right, right. And, yeah, so that's, you know, we'll have to – if we have a winning record, I don't think 500 will get us in, but if we have a winning record, we should make it. We should right. have enough but points But y'all 2-1 and one right now? Yep. And we've got three tough teams left. Uh, we got Watterson, we got Harvest Prep, and uh, – Watterson's always been consistently decent. Yeah. Decent. I won't been, say great, but they've been consistently decent. Yeah, they've been a little cyclical lately. I mean, I, I like joking with the, the defensive coordinator at Whitehall, especially once we put Watterson on the schedule. I looked at him. I'm like, just so you know, as a defensive coordinator, I am the only person at St. Charles to have a 500 record against Watterson. <laughs> and that's not a bad record. No. Especially with St. Charles, too. And I'm not trying well, to Well, we, we hadn't Charles. beaten them since my freshman year when I started coaching. Yeah, I'm not trying to down St. Charles. It's just tough to get good talent out of there. Right, because, because they can't make – the tuition, the grades, everything that comes with it is just so tough to, yeah. Yeah, they can't, they, 
the the line I like to use, and I think I've said this before, but <laughs> my freshman class at St. Charles had mm-hmm. five or six all state football players. For real? I was the only one that graduated from St. Charles. Right. We right. had we had that a quarterback that went to Dublin Kaufman. We had a running back that went to Central Crossing. Your boy Terrence went to Hartley and then to South. Uh, Vic was a he, wide I didn't receiver. Know he was there. I didn't he, know was. he was. He was there there. freshman year. And then oh, Vic went to UA and and me. That was always my threat. You keep fucking up, I'm going to send you to St. Charles. And my little ignorant ass used to be like, you ain't afford it. <laughs> I'll be off the boarding school before I'll be off the St. Charles. Believe that. I mean, <laughs> St. Be Charles ain't as expensive as CSG or Academy, but it's up there. Listen, and I don't know if I wouldn't. I might have rather went to boarding school. (laughs) Fuck that. I'm good. You good? So what are we getting into tonight, man? What we got in terms of topics? Um, you gave me a segue a while ago, and oh, I'll bring it back to your segue. All right, Uh, but since we're mashing it up. Just a quick, uh, of course, we got to show uh, love to Ohio State, even though they definitely didn't impress me. They did not, but they did what they but, were supposed to do. It's the first right. week of the season. That was a trap game, honestly, because it was away, it was a night game, and it was early in the season. And Minnesota's not the worst team. They're just good enough. Well, let's be honest. When you're used to playing like the the Toledo's right. and the the right states out the gate, not right state, but you know what I yeah. mean, like the the no names out the gate, you picked a, a good team to start out with. You yeah. started out a little stronger than Ohio State usually does. True, and honestly, like <sighs> this is this but is part my of the segue re- was. Uh, defensive touchdown, tackle yeah. touchdown yep. is, uh, is why I wanted to say that. But go ahead. No, I was just going to say that when it comes to that game in particular, at the end of the day, it's the Urban Meyer philosophy that won out there because Ohio State has so much more talent than Minnesota does. Right, right. And so right. it is the – if you recruit five-star guys, you don't have to worry as much because even though Ohio State was fucking up the first half, they finally woke up in the second half and it was off to the races. And that's a talent. Know, that's a talent thing. Like they have right. enough talent that they it's should almost, be able to hang with anyone and against probably 80% of the big 10, if not more, they have more talent and they're going to win those games. You know, what's interesting about what you just said is because what's great about that is they play similar to the best boxers. Yeah. Like Canelo, Mayweather. Feel it out, feel it out, feel it out. Yeah. Like they'll they'll download you before they go in for the kill. Right. And that's why usually they say Ohio State's a second half team. But another reason why I was kind of like, damn, like you're still letting them get off right now. Like yeah. I haven't, I haven't really ever seen that to where you downloaded them and they're still getting off on you. Right. No, absolutely. And, that made and, me a little worried. Like, what happens when you go up against a real offense that's going to run you to death? Yeah, exactly. And I don't mean, well, I don't mean get... literally run the ball to death, but I mean like 
run your best players. When you play that, when you play that SEC team, you can't afford to start slow the way they did. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you're gearing towards, right? Like Ohio State, the expectation is to be in the playoffs. And you said and, it. And you're gonna play an SEC team. And you said it going against the SEC team where they have so many wide receivers that they can just switch out. Because mm-hmm. that's all SEC, ACC, it's, it's usually speed. It's right. DBs, wide receivers. Yep. So if you got enough wide receivers, you can just keep running streaks with somebody that don't even plan on catching the ball. Right. What do you think that cornerback's going to do when they put that guy in there to really do you in? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, I don't know. It's interesting because Big Ten style football is so different from the SEC. Like, to your point, like the SEC wants to to run tempo. They want to run fast. Like, other than other than maybe Bama, who is fast, but they're a, they're a smash mouth team. They're a balance of both. Yeah. They're a balance of, like, Big Ten ball and ACC ball together. Yep. And that's the – I mean, and that's – yeah. That, that At the end of the day, that's – the reason Ohio State struggles sometimes in the Big Ten when they do struggle is they're going up against power run teams, and right. they just don't have the, the strength in the middle. You know why? It, you, and you said it. You said it right there. They don't have the strength in the middle. They don't have the and D I, tackles. They don't have the inside backers. Like, even, even Shazier, who was a good backer, he was an outside backer, wasn't he? Like, the, the he backer, was the last. He was the last decent linebacker we had. Yeah. Well, and again, the game's changing a little bit in terms of there is more because there is more passing. There's more three step drop that kind of stuff. Linebackers are more cover guys than run guys now. You don't have that. You know that six four two fifty Mike linebacker anymore. Right. Two forty Mike they linebacker. Him, they move him to the end. Right. They drop him down. Right. And that's what's crazy is that when you look at Ohio State's defensive prowess, it all comes to the edge rush. Yeah, absolutely. No, Bosa, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Chase Young, the list all, goes on. All edge rushers. And again, that's the prototype in the NFL right now, too. You still don't, even in the NFL, you, you don't have. Need a good, you still need a good defensive back core. And Ohio State never no. focuses on that. They may get a decent safety. A decent safety, not right. an above average, a decent one, and a, a a hopeful cornerback. Right. What's the one African dude that came out? Oh, um, I'm blanking. I, I am too. I can't think of his name. But yeah, I know who you're talking ago, about. Like two or three years ago. Yeah. But that, like him, and then Arnett came out after him. But even both of them, like once you get into the league, you get swallowed. Right. You know the best cornerbacks are coming from the ACC and the SEC. Again, it's the speed thing. It's track guys that converted. And that's why I think Ohio State has trouble because even before Urban, you know what? Urban Meyer noticed something about Ohio State before he came. He noticed that they were in the Big Ten but they had the ability to be a SEC style, yeah. ACC style team. And that's so, what he attempted to kind of turn them into. Yeah. Kind of, but they can't fit because they're not used to it. So funny that you bring that up. Did you see the rumors that were swirling around, around the Pac, uh, the Pac-10, the Big Ten, and the Big 12 
being in talks. Did so you guys talk to, uh, to basically uh, be the the northern version of the SEC because the SEC has expanded so much? Yeah, I, um, I heard some. Yeah, I heard some of that. I wonder if we're heading to basically a north south, like two, just basically two major conferences. You think like for each conference, yeah, like a North Big Ten, South Big Ten, all that, like SEC, all that. Yep, I think that's where we're be heading interesting. towards. Like, and you'll see twenty teams in the conference. You'll have a North and South, or you have an East and West, or a North and South division in each of the two big super conferences. That would be int- that would be very interesting. I think that might shake things up in a good way. No, I don't disagree. I think what it does is it puts the smaller D1 big one or the D- the smaller D1 schools at risk. I don't think right. you see well, I guess Boise right. State's in what the are they Mountain West still or do they move to the Big 12? They're in the Big 12, right? That's a good question. I think they're Big 12. But are they? Any- anyways, e- either way, like that's the only thing that worries me is that do you still end up with like those shocker teams or is all the TV dedicated to the two super conferences? Well, the shocker teams never get a chance anyway. They can do whatever they want. And it's like, damn, you still didn't make the playoffs. Well, I mean, I don't know when the last time we saw a shocker team go undefeated was we've seen a number of them like, get to eight and two or nine and one like those types of records but i don't know the last time we saw a an underdog team like that or a smaller school go like undefeated in the regular season you almost have i mean at this point you pretty much have to you have to go undefeated if you're a smaller school or if you're a big school you can only have like one loss i mean that's that's at least historical on the playoffs at this When are they? Uh, do you know when they're expanding the playoffs? Because they've basically. Yeah, I, think I heard about that. I, I, I heard I, about that, but they've been talking about that for a while. Well, now. yeah, they've been talking about that since they decided to go a four-team playoff, which was fucking stupid. But I thought they did. I thought they agree. I thought that's already that already happened for a bit. It just wasn't as many as they thought it was. Okay, maybe it was six. Maybe it was a sixteen, yeah, and I, then the top two got buys. I can't remember. I mean, yeah, at I the end of the day, expanded. what it should be, what it should be, is eighteen. You should take the five, well, I don't know that you can consider them five power conferences anymore, but you take the five power conference teams and then three at-large bids. Okay. So you take the Big Ten champion, the Big 12 champion, the Pac-10 champion, the ACC champion, and the SEC champion. Right, and then then you have three wild three three at-large bids from either non-power conferences (laughs) or, like, the runner-up in a power conference. I would feel like you gotta give them. You gotta give at least two to nines. I hear you, they, but it's a. They but it's a. To be there, I hear you, if but you it's don't a get to money. See upset if you don't let them get in the, to right, and that's what it comes down to. It's the that's what game it comes money. down to the money, but we don't get an upset if you don't allow them. I agree. I completely agree with you. Honestly, I don't know why. It baffles me that like. The high school level in the NFL can do like rankings and divisional champions and that kind of stuff, and NCAA refuses. Right. Versus having like the selection committee and all that bullshit. Like, right. Not right. I mean, you said it. 
you said it comes down to money it comes down to top earners uh all that all that plays a part absolutely that ain't top earners i don't care if you go undefeated you're not a top earner for us right and even if we marketed you in a way well that's that, that would be my thing is that you i think you can always sell the underdog story Oh, I, I, listen, I'm a... America I'm a, loves the underdog story. I stick to the, the underdog now. Right. So why... I don't know. Because at the end of the day, I mean, they want the power... They want the big power conference schools because it, it, what really what really they want is the alumni base of those big schools to tune in and watch the game so that they can get more advertising money. And you may have yes. people that follow, like you may have people that follow close enough to like root for the underdog, but people aren't necessarily going to tune in for the underdog, unless, unless unless they upset somebody in the first round, and then they'll tune in to watch the second round. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think things may be changing a bit. Well, listen, it like, definitely I, is. I know, I know it's two different sports, of course. But when you look at how, like, more than Atlanta rallied behind Atlanta yeah. off of their basketball run this year, and they were like, look at what Trey Young and them are doing. Like, they almost made it to the chip. They played in the, the conference finals. Right. Nobody expected them to even really make it like that. No doubt. And they did all that. And it's like, maybe this generation the question is is this generation into sports as uh, yeah ours was yeah and because it, i do think that a level of this generation is looking at it from a different view than we ever did completely agree with you but i don't know how many of them are into it as like I, we just had the conversation like and i'm not saying it's right but when we were growing up everybody played football right even the guys that are now gay that didn't well, want anything to do with it, parents still made them play right. football. And and that goes back to one football has seen a decline because no And I'm not saying that there aren't gay guys that want yeah, 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 to play yeah. in Nasib. Right. Even though you should get traded, but well it's interesting with your it's interesting that you you bring up the comment around like our younger people into sports. So I'm gonna go back to the uh, the Tinder and Bumble thing. Okay. <laughs> Women under thirty very rarely will list like I'm a fan of the Buckeyes or I'm a fan, I'm a right. Cleveland Browns fan. Women right. between thirty and forty, all of them got a all team. of them got a team. All of them root for either Ohio State or Cleveland or Cincy. It's funny you say that, and there's a reason why, because the same way we were forced into, and I'm not saying we, me, I, I, I didn't, I wouldn't. Oh yeah, forced. me too. Like I, I was, I, went I was not forced I into football. I was forced to stay at it one year, but other than I guess that. I was kind of forced into it, but I, it was for a reason. It was like, this is what you're here for. Do right. it. Like you got the gene, do it like type shit. And I enjoyed it. So I don't want to say forced. But the women, what were they forced to do? Cheer. Cheer. Or Every band or be at the game in some form man, or fashion. It didn't matter. And I'm not trying to be funny. Attractive or unattractive, you cheered. 
Because a lot of them, brothers and sisters, if your brother's playing football, you're cheering on the cheer team. Yeah. Well, and again, football, because it, at least back when we were growing up, roster sizes were like 70 plus, right? We're talking 80 people in a class, even at a big school where the roster's like 120. Their friends, girlfriends, families, everybody was going to cheer them on. What you have seen is the decline in participation in football and the subsequent decline in uh, fan fan love for football because there's less people playing it. You know what? I'm going to hit this last point, and then we're going to move on to a a non-sports topic since we're doing the mashup. But with you saying that, did you hear Tom Brady's point? No. Uh, so Tom Brady did a podcast, and it's so fucking commendable, but it's also like kind of hypocritical to me at the same time, right? Right. Because, but he's the only one that could have said it. He said that he thinks currently the defense is being penalized for offensive mistakes. Yes. And I said, I agree. Well, I mean, we didn't have a conversation. <laughs> as, I was about to say, you know, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I wish I did. We'd be a lot further than we are. But as he was, like, as I'm watching the video, I'm talking back to it. Like, right. you're right. You're right. I agree. And he was basically saying, like, like, what you're doing currently with the NFL is you're allowing a quarterback to misread a defense and get an open rush. He said uh, a quarterback may miss a blitz, like not notice a blitzer coming. And when that blitzer blindsides him, you throw a flag. Right. And he said that's not on the defense to protect us as quarterbacks. Well, now what you're doing is you're putting it on the defense to be like, okay, I should take him down soft because, no, it's not. He said a quarterback should be able to read know when somebody's coming from the blind side. Like I've been saying, he said a quarterback should never throw his wide receiver into yep. any sort of – in any time a defensive player gets a big hit, that's not his fault. Right. That's the offensive It is just as fault. much the offensive player's fault. I completely agree. I don't even think it's so much defense's fault. Unless yeah. you're literally leading with your head, it's not your fault. I don't Did care you... if you put somebody out for this season. That's not your fault. Did you happen to catch? Did you happen to catch the uh, the Penn State Wisconsin game today? No, I was watching uh, Michigan. Um, Who they play? Were they playing Western? Were they playing some Mac school? Yeah, it wasn't a good game. Michigan was blowing them out, and then I watched uh, Tua Tunga Vailoa's little brother, uh, Maryland. In uh... fuck, I can't remember. I can't remember the games I watched. Listen, I was no, fighting I after you. all that bullshit. I well, was half asleep when I got No, home. dude, I'm with you. And I'm <laughs> this is a crossover episode. It might be a short one. Um, Listen. <laughs> that's why I said that might be better. No, that was a good way. call. It was a good call. So in that game, they had they threw two flags on the same guy for the same fucking thing. Wait, 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 what game was this? This was the, uh, so the, Penn, the Penn State-Wisconsin game. Okay, Penn State-Wisconsin. They threw two flags on the same guy for the same. That was probably a good game, too. It, it was. It was a 16-10 game. Penn That's State. a good game. Penn State should have won 20-10. to 10. 
they missed a like a chip shot field goal, and then the same dude missed a fucking extra point. Um, meanwhile, I know there's better kickers out there who didn't get scholarships, but I'll let it go. That's your the, shot, man. <laughs> the uh, but no, they threw kick catch interference on this dude twice, and it was not. Ooh. It was not. Kick, uh, kick, oh, like off a punt. Yep, off a punt. Uh-huh. Basically. What used to be known as the halo rule, which doesn't exist anymore. Well, you got to give them the five yards before Or three you... yards or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, it was something around there. And flagged him for it twice. And I lost my shit on the second one. Because I'm like, that is bullshit. That was a clean hit. The guy was able to field it. Like, the guy held on to the ball. And he just, it was a boom, boom. And twice they threw the flag on him. I'm like, man... Like, that's that dude's fault for not fucking fair catching. Right. Like, that's in the rule for a reason. Listen, if I somebody's will forever, closing on you, fair catch it. I have so, I have, I will never forget. I played for Gehanna. This is my first year playing for Gehanna in eighth grade. And I didn't know that I was playing for the wrong team. Because <laughs> Gehanna is so fucking big. There's so many teams. And I played for, I guess, what they called their seventh and eighth grade team. That's where I started playing with Casey. Gotcha. That's because I'm a year behind in my age group. They wouldn't have put me on that team because I was a year. Yeah, a year back. Back. So, but a player for, I can't remember what team, I want to say Groveport, caught a fair catch and caught it. Everybody stopped. And took off and hit a touchdown, and the ref let it go. We lost that game. Damn. That was the only game we lost that season until we made it to the championships. And I had the flu, and my mom wouldn't let me play. She wouldn't let me be Jordan. <laughs> she wouldn't let me be great. <laughs> I was supposed to be Jordan. Game six with the flu. <laughs> But listen, that was my first. Um, the reason why I said that is because you was talking about the fair catch. Yeah. But that was my first introduction to, oh, you're playing in the suburbs now. Right, right. No, I hear you on that. I hear you like, on that. This wouldn't have happened in inner city because. Because he would have been murdered. <laughs> well, we're all the same. You know right. what I mean? Like, there's no, like, you know, like, I don't, I don't even mean to be funny or sound crazy, but when it comes to like when you get that kind of racism in sports yeah it's because you believe someone has an edge right oh no shit you believe that there's an edge on the field whether it be race or whatever the case may be so you do little shit to try to even the odds yep well i mean it's the whole I don't like taking black teams outside of 270. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm with you on that. Because you got I'm off the bus down 17. So Right, right. All right, you wanted to transition. What time, yeah. what, what have you got? Um, <clears throat> Damn, all the shit. I feel like I wrote shit down. Give me one second. All right. Back here. We'll give him just a minute. Cliff doing his thing, you know, never prepared. Oh, look, he got a notebook. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Um, 
Because with Do Fool's Degree, I be writing as I work. Right. Because I be listening to podcasts and shit, so I just jot shit down. Excuse me. Excuse me. Goodness gracious. Um, But I thought I had an inadvertent, because we definitely skipped them Oh, uh, we definitely did. My fault. No, that was my I- fault, because I uh went into the hit the shower shit. I don't know where I wrote it at. I had several I I got one off the top of my head, but it's not the one I'm looking for. But go ahead. What was you no, saying? No, I was just going to say I had several inadvertent thoughts this week, none of which I should repeat on a podcast. Well, don't do that then. <laughs> but you know what? And it's funny you say that. And I don't know if I know you as much as I know you. <laughs> but I had an interesting inadvertent thought probably a night or two ago. Okay. And I was thinking about the relationship between pride and proud. Okay. And I was thinking how they're so different, but they're so related at the same time. Because if you're usually proud of something, you have pride in something. But pride in something can hurt your you know your goals yeah and proud of something usually never hurts anything okay. like being proud like I whether almost... i'm proud of you i'm proud of you for what you do that doesn't hurt anything right but as my long as pride it's... in you can hurt everything okay all right i think you know i was I'm taking saying? it the opposite way but yes i i, I get what it's you're like, saying because i had the same thought when you said it which was like I was thinking of So you're 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 looking at it almost from an internal versus external perspective. Like Is that right? Ha- having like, pri- show me. Show having me, pride that- in something to me is mm-hmm. like you do a good job because that's just the way you are. Like I I I'm a person who gives just, 100% to everything that I do. Because I have pride in myself and how I show things to the world. I am proud of stupid accomplishments I've had in the past. Whether that was football, whatever. Right, right. And so I look at it, I almost look at it from like the the reverse angle. But I think you and I are hitting on the same part of it. I just kind of think, I I don't know. And and don't understand that this is an incomplete thought. So I'm asking you to help me chime in to figure out what I'm thinking. But I, I I look at it as do those things, those accomplishments in the past that made you proud turn into pride? I would actually flip it. Some, I would say that because okay. I had pride in what I was doing back then, I am proud okay. of the accomplishment. But being proud of the accomplishment can have negative like unintentional negative effects meaning if you're too proud of something you're not working on other shit you know what i mean right right no that's right that's that's the downfall of pride right but yeah no it's hubris right you said it's what it's hubris it's it's what we've talked about about the human about the basically over over overly proud of something or over over pride in something or what it hubris typically becomes is arrogance where 
Okay. You think you are better than you are, and it and it ends catastrophically. It's it's a it's a literary device that started with like Greek tragedies, which is it's the whole Icarus flew too close to the sun. Right, 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 right. I guess, I guess, bubbling down to brass tacks. I guess my question would be. When does proud transform to pride? And I would say it the reverse way, but yeah. So because I think it's pride. Well, and again, I've got the reverse connotation. I've got pride is inherently a good thing, meaning if you take pride in what you do versus being proud is of something you've done, which means if you are overly proud of it, you're no longer putting in the work elsewhere. Oh, see, okay, okay. So I think think you and I are saying something that's similar. I'm just flipping it in my mind in terms of, like, I think you're putting the negative connotation on pride versus proud, and I'm doing the opposite, which is putting the negative or the negative connotation on proud I'm proud right pride. and see i mean i guess i'm just saying that because and when i say okay so i can be proud of someone right yeah 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 and again you were but also looking at it from I, like i don't know if i ever ever become i don't know ever ever have pride in them because i'm proud of them you right. know what i mean so you're like looking at it from pride a more... is for you right that's not for me to be have, be prideful of you right i'm prideful of myself not you because i don't know how far you can take my proudness right right no i get what you're saying i'm tracking so i would look at it I will come back to my first comment on this, which was mine was more egocentric and like internal focused, whereas you're looking at it more from the external focus. So being proud of someone is a good thing. But if you have pride in them, one, they can disappoint you. Two, you don't have you don't have the ownership to be exactly have pride in to be prideful. Right. Because your decisions don't make a difference in that situation. What they were doing made you proud, but nothing they have done should make you prideful. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm trying. Now, when I think of it my, in myself, like one thing that you said when we first started a conversation, you said you, you worked hard because you had pride in what you did. But the first thing I think of is you didn't have pride in it until you were proud of yourself for how good you did it. I mean, I don't know. That's That comes back to... If I am invested in something, I am 100% invested. Right. It's that, fo- just, it's that football exactly. mentality. Coaches drilled it into our heads that you, you should have pride in what you do, and that's what makes you succeed. But first, before you can have pride in what you do, you have to be proud of yourself for True. being able to do it. I hear you. Otherwise, you'll never have pride in what you're doing. Yeah. So no, it's I'm like it's like – I guess what I'm saying is like if those two words or or emotions or whatever you call it were relatives, I would have to equate them to twins. Yeah. Like you would think they would be cousins or no, they would be twins. And when I think of twins, I would think of like Cain and Abel. Good and evil. Yep. I and knew that's I don't, where you're going. And I don't immediately equate pride to evil 
it's just pride is a dangerous line to toe. Yeah, where it's like you could cross over to Kane, or you could be very prideful and be able, but you're riding that line throughout, regardless. Right. No, I'm with you. I I, I think that makes sense. And again, it comes back to uh, you know literary devices from Greek tragedies around hubris and you don't pride comes before the fall right right and I, and I, I just think that's why you at least why I associate it with not so good because it's like you never you should never stop learning yeah you should never stop observing and absorbing information so when you're prideful, usually you're content with your ability. That's not enough. I don't care if you got everything you want right now, as far as moving forward, that's not enough. Yeah. You're still breathing. The right. reason why you have everything you want right now is because you're chosen. Do more. And pride kind of puts you in a position like, I'm good. Right. I'm pr- I'm proud of everything. I'm good. Right. That's not enough though. No, and you I completely agree going. with you on that sentiment that once you if being having pride or being proud puts you in a situation where you're resting on your laurels, you're not changing, right. you're not adapting, you're not moving forward. Right. And honestly, completely get that right now it was like a high thought like yeah. a high thought where i was just like like where does the line draw for me being proud of something or someone to having pride in it yeah and and what it came from and i'll be 100 honest and it's the same thing not to get too personal to you but it's the same reason why i felt like Bexley could stir up some some leads. Yeah. Because Gehanna does for me. Yeah. And I seen somebody put Gehanna pride up and I was just thinking like like yeah I'm I'm proud that I went there. Yeah. I'm proud that I had that experience. But you don't have pride but in I that community. But I don't have I don't want anything to do with that. Even the posts rubbed me wrong. Right. Well, and, and honestly and honestly, I get, I feel the same way about St. Charles. Like, so that, and that's what I'm getting at. So I couldn't imagine what it would feel like to try to relive that life. Especially because I, my, my entire time in that area growing up. It was, wasn't a good one. Was not a good one. It right. was very negative. It was very um exclusionary almost because i got there you know coming in late and especially into a catholic school like it's it's hard man because catholic school is you start there and you finish there that's just what they do and if you're coming in in middle school and these kids have been together since kindergarten you're always going to be the outcast and i was lucky because i had i had you guys and i had um and i built you know, actually, no, because I didn't even build the friendship with Ashley until like eighth or ninth grade. Like we got closer nah, after that was earlier because I was you out were still of there, there. By eighth, so seventh, I guess. So she and I ended up being friends and being close. Like 
But she was also an outcast. I know outcast. what you mean, though. But I, that's what I meant by when I said, yeah, the the neighborhood in general is a legacy. Yep. Your grandparents lived there. Your parents lived there. You don't just live there. Well, and you and, don't just point. You know how people spin a globe and say, "Bam." Yep. You don't just take a map of Columbus and point your finger or throw a quarter in the air and wherever it and hits Bexley and you say, "I'm going there." Right. Nah, it doesn't work like that. Well, it's not the way Bexley works. And in fairness to my soon-to-be ex-wife, like she didn't have that experience. Her only experiences were in her profession, and she liked the way that's that school system operates, and it's a great school system. But I had a lot. I had a lot of baggage from that area. Like, and I listen, listen. As many friends as I had there, as as at that school. I do too. I do too. I hear you. And it's I get just, it. It's just not. Why do you listen? When you hear me say something like you live in Bexley, but I'll drive around, I'll drive the long <laughs> way to come. That explains it to you. I. It's just, that was not a, I enjoyed times there. Right. But that wasn't a place for me. No. And I'm with you. I mean, at just the end like of the Gehenna day, it was not a place for me. Right. And I, being there was so emotionally draining all the time because I but had that's... to have, and honestly, the one time it wasn't, the one time I dropped my guard was the shit that went down. And it was a situation where I was so mentally and emotionally exhausted from having to deal with, you know, neighbors, people in the house, like even just feeling you know like I had. Feeling like I had to have the armor up all the time. You know what the difference is between being somewhere like there and being somewhere where you're welcome? Yeah. Is people understand intent. Exactly. And they'll be like, bro's tripping. He's drunk. Right. So, uh, put him on the couch. Right. But when you're there, a little situation gets to, <gasps> oh my gosh. Because you're a them now. Right. Listen, <laughs> you already walked up with a nigga. Right. Right. So uh, make one false move, bruh, and oh, it's shit. a problem. So that's why I say that's a sunken place. If you hear a spoon hit a glass, take cover. <laughs> I don't care if it's a cheers, a graduation, a bar mitzvah, because they got a lot of them there. Right. Hit the dirt if you hear glass and cover your ears. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I say good riddance. I, I say I'm upset right now. And I understand. It's not like I'm upset. I'm just saying it for entertainment yeah. purposes. But that I can't do the first podcast back in the fucking crow's nest. <laughs> well, that was on. It's all that right. was on schedules. And it's going to be many more to come. There will be. There will I be. I enjoy being home more than I enjoy being anywhere. You I, know uh, I'll have everything set up within the next day or so. I'll just leave it at that. Nah, we good, G. You ain't got what you... Listen. You the, uh, you the day one, is, as Drake calls it. When he say, my circle's so small, it turned to a period... You're in that circle, <laughs> that period. And I appreciate it. <laughs> so. And likewise, I mean. Right. That's always been my thing. Like, I've never, 
I've gotten better at faking it is what I've done is I've gotten better at faking it. And well, you got a good friend in me because it is, but it is emotionally and just mentally. I can't. That's why I can't. And that's why people be like, you're not, you're not lonely or depressed or no, no i am i at peace. i actually enjoy being by myself i am you. at peace <laughs> y'all are the ones y'all are the ones with the issues with the relationship i'm at peace right now right right is everything you. the way i want it no but that's why i'm at peace because i'm working towards it i can't do that with you here right they say if you want to move fast go alone if you want to go far go in a group right and I'm not saying I don't want to do both, but right now I got to make up for lost time. Completely agree with that sentiment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I got to go alone. That doesn't mean that I'm leaving the people right. behind. That just means that I have to travel by myself for a minute. Yeah. You're scouting ahead. I mean, ahead. I can bring y'all. Ex- You're scouting ahead. Oregon Trail, my G. Uh, Fools agree. Fools agree. We have one of them in a minute. Not that was a good one to agree on. And I would like to do a callback real quick to that Penn State Wisconsin game. The Penn State place kicker can hit the showers. <laughs> How you miss a twenty-six yarder and an extra point? Get the fuck out of here! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, you got it. And then you know it's fucked up too. Because you're still in college, right? You probably got a scholarship kicking. In the first game of the season, you do this. If, and I know that's a big if, that you would ever click on this video, Penn Station Kicker. (laughs) Don't get in your head. Just do what you've done all your life. You wouldn't have got you the scholarship. Right. You wouldn't have made it this far if you didn't have it. Get out of your head and just do it. Right. Right. I would make my kicker kick with his eyes closed. Not a bad idea. Blindfold him, put a helmet on him, and just kick. Right. Don't worry about it. Just kick. Just feel it. Just kick. I don't want you thinking. Just take your your steps, close your eyes, and and follow kick. through. I'm with you. Just kick. I mean, that's <laughs> why they're it. supposed to be so repetitive in their motions and stuff. That's why you see them take an exact number of steps back, an exact number of steps right. side, exact same stride. But with that being said, does that like do you think that the the business aspect of it has has pulled coaches away from being able to actually coach their players? I think a little bit. What I would say is head coaches, especially at the Division One level, are not are not coaches. They are right, general, but they can at least assign. They people are general and say, managers. I want you to work with him, and that's where you have good teams. Good teams are good because the head coach has hired good assistants. Okay, I would actually okay. say the so same the coach thing. May be good, but that guy I'm saying, please work with him. Right, may not be right. And what I would say right. is, and Rod will probably agree with this. The head coach, Rod coach, okay. the head coach at uh, Whitehall. Um, Rod's the same way. Rod doesn't doesn't coach kids directly often, but he has put together a great staff. Like it, we. I mean, everybody on the staff knows. I mean, what that's doing. 
that's that's and honestly 40, that's that's the biggest that's difference. Forty percent of the battle. Absolutely. That's not even fifty because you still have to let your kids know that you're invested mm-hmm. in them, regardless that you might not be the one that's hands on right with them. So that's forty percent of the battle. Yeah, and what he ends up doing is he. I mean, he'll always talk at the end of practice or the end of a game or whatever. And, right. Or before a game or whatever the case is. But I don't want a celebrity coach. No. You know what the, I mean? I don't the want harvest prep. I can't. The harvest prep coach is a celebrity coach. Like, I'm surprised they don't have a coach. I don't want a coach I can't get a hold of. Right. I need to talk to you, like right now, like. And I wasn't that kind of player, but I, I could was be. very vocal. I, I was very be. vocal. Yeah. If I don't have your number, I'll definitely be tugging your fucking polo on the sideline while we're playing. Right. Because I didn't get to talk to you before this, and I feel like you're not seeing this. Yep. No, I'm with you. I get it. I think that's actually one of my strengths is I'm, I've done a good job, especially with this year's group. I've got good relationships with all of my players. and That's good to hear. I've got three seniors. No, I've got, yeah, three seniors, two of which have played for me for almost four years. One who did not play for me because this is his, he played his freshman year but then didn't come back out for football until this year. And then I've got a junior who I anointed as a sophomore as, like, he's the next big thing. And he has been phenomenal. For real? White boy, too, man. White boy. Listen, I'm not not that guy. I'm not that guy. Now, of course, I love my people. Let's not get it twisted. But I think the best man should have the job. Yep. Well, and like I said, he is my best defensive lineman right now, and he's the junior. You don't have rights. No. Well, I don't mean rights. Do you have the availability to show film? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all on huddle these days, and so. But they would allow you to like show it on YouTube and all that. Yeah. We should do. Uh, a, uh, like a watch session like a Monday morning quarterback kind with, of deal with players that would be interested and go over plays like show the plays on YouTube and go over coverages and we could do something like that if I think that that could be a good thing well and I tell you what that may be good for the channel in general because I've been talking about for years Kids do not understand the game these days. And that's what that's my biggest issue. All they that's all my they, biggest issue. All they think is fucking Madden, dude. All they think is Madden. And they just know like, oh, these bubbles here. Oh, like that's they don't even know what issue. the bubbles mean. Like <laughs> Right, right. That that's my biggest issue. So I feel like if 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 we could get like even a couple sit down at one time and and we do fool or uh, football one on one with the fools, right? All that. I tell you what, man. You 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 should know this. You know the gaps, right? A gap, B gap, C right. gap, D gap, E right. alley. And you know techniques. 
Like well, a zero back, tech. Back, back in my day, it was numbers. It wasn't. It wasn't letters, but it's the same. I same know concept. That, so A right. is between the center and the guard. B is right, between right. guard and tackle. Going numbers. Out, going numbers are how you line up. At least in at least in the systems that I've been in. So a zero yeah, no. tech is head up on the the center. Right. A one tech is to his shoulder. A two eye is inside shade on the guard. A two is head up on the guard. A okay. Three is, yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not hard to pick up. But no, but that's not. Yeah, that's not what. But the thing is, is I've I've literally had that conversation like twelve times this year, and like I've drawn it up, and it's still an issue. That's where I'm like, I just I I don't know what else to do sometimes because I'm like I need you in a two tech. Like I need you head so up on this guard. That <laughs> what I can say is without knowing who you're coaching. That sounds to me like those players don't understand formula. Right. They understand vision. Right. So you have to I've get drawn, them to understand yep. the formation to understand why you line up on that inside shoulder. And I will tell you that that's something that I've talked about a little bit with the staff. Like, and it's interesting just because St. Charles, I would give them a playbook with all of that information in it. And I knew they would read it. Well, that, that, that's a difference, though. That's a difference. I agree. they're in that academic school to where they're, they're going to. But every year I have asked for us to have like a one hour, maybe one hour uh, once a week during the summer of just a football 101 course. Here's what a hook Listen, to curl zone is. Be, Here's what the flat is. Here's what I a deep third is. I think that would be is. good. I think if we did that, honestly, I think that would be good because that would honestly give knowledge to these players. Yeah. And at the same time, it's a, it's a, um, you can put that in your highlight reel. Right. For colleges, like here's colleges what we were running you, here. Colleges want to see you understanding information as well. They don't just want to see you running routes. So when they see you putting in work on the offside, right. that's impressive. Yep. I agree with you. I agree with you. So we might have to look at that. Maybe that's something we can do in the off season and do like a football one-on-one. I think we should. And I bet uh, Huddle has enough like, so Huddle has basically like play drawing functionality. We could do that where basically we would share one screen, still do video, right. and you and I, between the two of us, we like could show highlights of a play, and then we yep. can put it up on you the huddle and show yep. like cover this gap, and that didn't happen. Yep, exactly. And I mean that's the intent of watching film, anyways. It's you were supposed to go this gap, you went this gap, and do you see what happened with this ten yard gain? Right. You don't you're you don't have to be the guy that makes the play, no. but you're always the guy that makes a difference. Yep. And that's the even thing with you football. hitting that gap the way you're supposed to, even if that ball doesn't go that gap, you're still causing the offense to crash on your block. Right. Opening it up for somebody else to make the play. Well, and that's my line to defensive linemen all the time. It's if you're not taking on two blockers, you're not doing your job. I agree. Like, if you're not being double-teamed, you better fucking make the play. Otherwise, you shouldn't be starting for me, and you're probably not even going to play for me. <laughs> I hate to have to do it to you, but I'm about to piss real quick. All right, uh, so keeping it, going, keeping it going with the football talk. I mean, it's 
it's interesting being in being in a school like I am now with football. It is we've got to find different ways to reach the kids, and I I think that we have a little bit too much of an old school mentality. But I also think that we run the risk of discounting what they would be willing to put in, meaning. If we would do a like almost a classroom or a video like session where, you know, here's what cover one is, here's what cover zero is, here's what cover two man is, here's what cover two is, here's what cover three is, etc. Like there is a lot that you can do on that front. And it's just things that, you know, you, you can't learn from a video game, which is where, you know, 90% of these kids these days are getting their, their football schooling. And so not being able to translate what's on the video game. Because, I, I mean, I'll tell you, I play Madden. I play that stuff. I've played NCAA. And if you know what the, the guys are doing, you know where you're vulnerable. Like, if you're running cover two, you are vulnerable in that middle area. If you are running cover three, chances are you're vulnerable to the flats. You are vulnerable to hook curl, etc. Like, that is the thing that it's just hard to teach from a visual standpoint. And I, I wonder almost if you could, if you actually could use video games to teach it, but freeze, basically pause it and go into like the free camera mode on Madden and say, this is cover three. This is a three high look. You have a corner that's eight yards off. You have a safety that's 12 yards off. You have a corner that's eight yards off. Because what they are responsible for is a deep third of the field. An outside right. third is between the hash and the sideline. A middle third was, is between the hash marks. I don't mean to cut you off, but that was the issue we were having with the flag is that, like I said, the best athletes that were out on the field just didn't understand the coverages. And they would tell you to play in a coverage and be like, so the biggest issue was that we were because it's eight on eight. So basically you treat it like a seven on seven. Yep. The defense was trying to run a one high. So one safety in the back, which is extremely tough to do in the eight on eight, first of all. Right. And they said for the corners to run a cover two, but play 15 yards back. That doesn't make any sense. Ex exactly. You can't run the cover two no. is Exactly. You're, smash mouth. you're basically yeah. the flats you're you're catching the bubbles you the are screens, jamming the at the curls. line and then you're it, looking for yes you're looking and for then the, the safety flats. picks up behind me right but the safety can't pick up behind me if it's only one of them back there right 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 so here's the thing so and i understood what they were saying right they just didn't know how to say it because basically what they were saying is they wanted you to play off because it's flag yeah but it's still regular football at the same time. You're still running it's the same to get concepts. The tackle, yeah. It's easier to get the tackle in front of you and play back than to play up and stop it from happening. But why not stop it from happening? Right. Right? If I'm the corner, I can – if I'm the cornerback, everybody knows it's a skill position. You should be able to cover 20 yards front and back. Yep. If you're not quick enough to cover that, then you can't in the play wrong, corner. You're in the wrong position. So I should be able to play up 
and guard you back to still release to let you go. Yeah. So why am I playing 20 yards back if in eight or eight on eights, first downs every 20 yards? Yeah, no, that's dumb. So why the fuck am I giving you a first down right. or at least a catch and extra yards? Right. I'm hot rotting. I'm hot routing that all day. Run the five yard hitch. <laughs> and that's where we lost is that people understood like, OK, we can't go deep because I, I know what you mean with the one high. You want the, the corners back. So the quarterback has to force it up instead of zipping it in, yep. which gets you a pick. But how many times does that happen? Well, and it depends if, on your talent on the field. Like that was always well, my listen, thing. Go ahead. Well, listen, if, you, if you're not listen. That's a go for broke play yeah. that you're hoping for. If you don't stop them on the first three, you don't get the go for broke play, bro. Right, right. So if we're playing 20 yards off, we're not stopping them on the first three down. No, no doubt. You don't get that opportunity for that interception. Nope. I'm with you. And I mean, flip side of all of that, I've had two All-State safeties. Like, Everybody knows me as a defensive line coach. As a defensive coordinator, I've had two All-State safeties. Right. I had a kid, I had Ben Hale, who I think you remember, who played at Bowling Green. Definitely remember Who him. we ran a fair amount of cover three with. and uh, He was in that song, the yep, uh, yep. second one. That was the second he one. He was. He was. Yeah, I remember. And then uh, Davion Johnson, who was my... He was my free the last two years I was there. Yeah, I don't think I know him. Um, No, because I think we had stopped doing the songs by that point. Okay. But I ran cover two robber with him. I would play I would play corners back and just let him rob the middle or let him rob wherever. And right. man, whoo, buddy. But you gotta have and a, I, I love have a mix- decent linebacker core to do that too, though. You do, you do. But the flip side is, like, I had enough talent in the DB spot. It was fine. And I also am a fan of running an inverted cover two in the right situations. Like, if you spend – if you run cover two for, you know, the first quarter or the first half, and then you start mixing in inverted cover twos where you're basically pressing the safeties down and the corners bail – Okay. That is that is okay. a fucking killer for anybody that is like a heavy slant, heavy hit. If you got good corners, right? If, if you you've got, got the corners. guys that can do it. Ooh, speaking of, I gotta I gotta send a message. <laughs> Britt says she thinks she got a squad. I gotta let uh, Dominic know this will be the first year me and my brother ever play together. That's awesome, man. Because he, He's I mean, he played fifteen years younger than me. Don't be mad when he... Well, you guys will be on the same 13. team. 13. He's 13 years. It's good that you two are on the same team. <laughs> it, n- nobody's burning me. <laughs> no, And I say that, and I know you... Nobody... Like, listen. I haven't lost it like that. Yeah. I haven't lost it like that to where any... I don't care if I'm on the... Mo- I was playing the uh, Beechcroft quarterback uh, coach, and he's a very athletic dude. I'm sure. And I was I was guarding him uh, head up. Nobody's nobody's. You're not getting it on me. And it doesn't matter. Like okay, height matters. Like yeah, you you may be able to head top me if you can jump high enough. Right. 
but they still have to have enough confidence to throw it that way if I'm guarding you correctly. Yep. And if I'm guarding you correctly, it's not coming to you. I played cornerback for six years. It's not it's not coming <laughs> to you. I tell you what, man, that is the thing with Andrew. Like, as big as he is, I'm waiting to see like how he ends up thinning out because his instincts in terms of baiting, in terms of baiting people into like he's gonna be a does it in basketball all the time, and he is the only kid his age that I see do it. Like he will be, he will be behind, and will step forward and like bait the pass and intercept and take it. I'm gonna say something else to you, and it may it may hurt you in this situation, or it may help you. But Andrew is the one. Andrew is the child that I've ever seen that I think like everything pans out correct, like size. He has size from his mom. He has size from his dad. If everything pans out correct, he has opportunity to really do so. Oh, no doubt. Now, here's the thing. This is what I said that may help or hurt you. This situation currently is going to do something to him yep and i don't mean that in a negative i'm actually like of course he's going to be dealing with things of course yeah but it's going to do something to him to where it's like because i went through this i don't get to see my i don't get to see my dad every day yep this is what makes him happy i'm going to make him happy especially if you really love what it is that you're doing my dad loves football. My dad loves boxing. I'm going to knock whoever out, and I'm going to run the ball as hard as I can. Yep. And that's a, that's, that's a lot when it comes to a kid's will with something on top of it that's pushing. Absolutely. And I feel like that's the perfect kid to do it, man. His, his thing right now, and the only thing that worries me, is discipline. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, that's another And that's thing. the only thing Bexley I worry about with him. Be, with that. No, and that's the Bexley's only thing I worry with about with 50-50 custody. Like, Bexley's not going to help with that. It ain't that, even about 50-50 custody. It's about it's Bexley. About what because he's his, mom, his mom is a warrior. Yeah, Let's no, not get and she, she does a good job, too, like... Let's but she's a little more in. she's a little more lenient than I am. And but she's she's not a soft mind. No, though. she's not. She's not. So she's a, if I have to say anything wonderful about her, she is a great mom, and she always has been. Right, she's a great person. She is. We just did. We were matches on, sometimes matches right. don't match. It's not a, that's not a big deal. Yep. But what I'm saying is that right there with. If he, the only thing that could hurt him from really making something is losing love. Yeah. Like losing the love for, like, I just don't see why I'm doing this. Well, that's part of the reason why. I got to that point too, where it's like, well, yeah, I might, it might, I just don't see why I'm doing it. I actually hope that he lands on football late. Meaning, like, he plays basketball, he plays soccer, he does swimming, and then when he has the opportunity to be around football, I hope he wants to play. I will tell you, part of what I have been thinking about, and he's about a year young, a year or two too young for it right now, 
But like, have, well, no, still talking football, but like, have him on Friday nights come and be a water boy or be a, a ball right. boy just to put him around the sport and put yeah. him around it and like see how energized I am by it, see how happy I am. And you want to bring the it. fire out of him too. Like, right. they're like, that's one thing I can say about him is that he's, he's, Let's be honest. He's privileged. He is, but he's got he's got a streak in him if he needs it. I'm sure he does. He does have he does have a little bit of but that let's Reggie be honest, passion. To make, it to, to make it to that next level, you got to have more than a streak in you. You got to. Yeah. yeah, no, you have to have passion. About and it. and that comes from situations you go through. Yep. So, I mean, you and I have had this talk on the podcast many a time. If my dad doesn't die. On my eleventh birthday, am I? Do I? Do I even play football? No, I, think I don't whole, think I do. I think the whole trajectory changes. Right. I don't think we're as close. I I stay it. I probably stay in that small private school system longer. Not saying that that's where I go to high school because my dad wanted me to go to St. Charles, so maybe I end up at St. Charles, but. I don't play football in middle school. I don't use football as an outlet for every all the pain I had. We in my were life. always close, but I feel like that that camaraderie, that loyalty that was understood once it hit the football field was like, oh, well, it was that, and then it was coming back and us being in the same school for two years right there at a very formative time, especially at a time going back to the earlier comments about feeling like an outcast in that area, like. You and I, I mean, you did a better job of kind of socializing with that elements of that crew than I did. Right. Because you were cute, you were charismatic, all that shit. And I didn't have that. that. What I had, what I had was football. You do. And you always have. That's what you you just ain't, you ain't pick it up. You ain't pick it up until you got pride. (laughs) Calling it back again. No, I you agree. You pick that up until you got pride. And once you got pride, it, it all, was very noticeable that things changed in Michael Reggie. And it, and it also helped that between sixth and seventh grade, I went from being a very pudgy kid to I extended like this over the course of six months. And I went from being round to looking athletic, kind of like within a six-month period. You're welcome. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. You're welcome. It's I funny. If the you, football up out of you. Right. Get that fire out, Joe. It, I it, see the fire in you. You want to hurt something, hurt something. If you look at Rec League, if you look at my photos from like the NCS and the NCIL uh, baseball tra- or up there up north, the difference is just insane between fifth grade and sixth grade or sixth and seventh. Oh, I bet. Insane. I bet. Yeah, no, you just. I'm kind of going through that transformation. You know what's crazy? (laughs) I'm sorry, what were you saying? No, I was just about to say, I'm kind of going through that transformation now again, which is nice. I just need to get back to it. You know what's crazy is I was always, and I know you know from knowing me, but I was always considered the nice kid, like too nice. Like to where when my dad brought that out of me like it was okay to unleash. Like, that's what you're in it for. Right. At the end of the day, you're not playing football not to unleash aggression. Right. You're in the sport because you're aggressive and you need a way to 
release. I mean, honestly, that's why I lift now. Like, <laughs> and you know what? That's a good. That's 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 the best um, uh, therapy I can think of. Yeah, because I don't care how much I want to run through a brick wall. I don't care how angry I get when I wear myself out in the gym. I just don't have anything left and I feel good about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, completely with you. Honestly, that's why the, that's the reason why I still do a lot of the Olympic lifts is it's the only way that I feel like it's the only way I, I feel like I can get that out. Yeah, me. Um, now I do think that there's one other activity where I feel like I could get that out a little bit. Well, that's but I, but I've been missing out on that for four or five years. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm just laughing. <laughs> if you'd like laughing. to know what that activity is, yeah, find me on Tinder or Bumble. <laughs> I get it, and I'm not. I'm not mad at you one bit. Oh man. And I'll keep repeating that till you get sick of hearing it. I appreciate it. I'm not mad at you. I've gone gone through some very, very cyclical stuff lately. And you know I'd be the one to tell you I'm upset with you if I'm upset with you. No, I know. I know. I'm not mad at you one bit. Well, that was the other thing. Like, having that crew today, packing up and doing all that, and then kind of just... Airing airing everything out, like, and not one person looked at me. I could tell, I could tell it felt good for you. Yeah. So I knew you needed it because when you said, when you started, I was just thinking, like, why? Right. Well, it was therapeutic for me. Who, right? And that's when it, that's, I almost needed, I, I almost needed that validation. You know what I mean? Like, am I crazy for thinking that this is crazy? <laughs> no, but you, don't need that validation, though. No, I understand what you're saying, because, but it, I will tell you, like, I understand, I understand you know what you I'm as saying, well. right? And I understand it felt good, and I saw that it felt good for you to release, right? And that, if made nothing me else, happy just to vent and get moment. it, right? Just to get it off my chest, like. But it was like, it's unnecessary. Like everybody here loves you. No, I know, I know. And, and at the end of the day, that was not about filling them in it was more about i needed to say it and i needed to get it off my chest so i can move forward and now i get it let's do it it ain't nothing you can do to to throw me off i mean if nothing else my custody is thursday afternoons through sunday mornings which means I'm open for hit the showers on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Listen, well, you're in. Well, all I got to say is I guarantee you this. You're worried about it right now, about not seeing Andrew and all that. Two months down the line, I don't want you to feel like you're being selfish. Yeah. But you are going to feel like I'm good. Like, we're, like right. just right. like being by myself. <laughs> And having him when I can, I'm good. Yep. No, I'm with you. And honestly, the other thing that'll help is that even though it's going to be hard during football season because I'm not gonna, I'm basically losing two days. Right. The the good You're thing. Still good though. I, I am. And, and y'all share nuts. Right. 
y'all share balls. Well, and at the and end of the day, different. testosterone is, and I don't just say that to be ignorant. That's different. Testosterone yeah. is different. There's nothing that a mom can do to stop a child from being like his father. Right. Right. There's a Period. lot of inherent there. Period. It doesn't. Listen, there are parts of me that are like my father so much I can't stand it. <laughs> and I don't care if you're watching Pops. I love him to death. You were supposed to be on, are, so you should be here to right. defend yourself. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to give it to him later. But there are parts of me that have traits of my father that I'm like, honestly, I'm like, I see why like my mom may have... <laughs> you know, push me away at times. Right. Because I have those same feelings with my daughter where yeah. it's like, oh, you're so much like your mom. I'm going to just need a break. Right. Right. Like you're my daughter, but I just, I just can't, I'm not going to argue with you like I did with her. Yeah. So have a break. Yep. No, I hear you. I hear you. But with you, it's different. She's going to be experiencing that. Which means she's going to need help as well. She will. Which also means I will be upset if you just leave her like that. Yeah, and no. And I know you won't. Yeah. I'm actually... But I said I would I, tell you if I ever was upset with you. And that would be would a situation be where you would need to be upset with me. I agree. And I mean, like even, even with football and everything, screwing up the schedule or that kind of stuff, like, the nice thing is... Their house is on my way home from Whitehall if I go down broad, which is fine. And I plan to stop by, You're say blessed, hi, bro. give them a hug, all that stuff. So. You're blessed. It may be a tough situation, but you're blessed at the end of the day. Yeah. That's all you need to understand is that somebody's watching over you. Absolutely. I appreciate that. That's the truth. But let's get back on it. I want to get back on. You see how I just uh, I cut do. the... I yeah, I do that. So I did, want... Did you guys you talk about Bishop Sycamore? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I wanted Pops on there because he... He, uh, he put together a real thoughtful text about that. Oh, really? About the kids more so. Yeah. And... When we talked about it last Wednesday, I have no qualms with the kids. No. I don't kids care if just the, kid, to play. the oldest kid was 23. If you allowed him a shot to play, I'm taking it. Right. So I understand. Well, especially because once you get past high school, football's not guaranteed for a lot of folks. And it's a passion, man. I yeah. didn't know how much I really loved it until I put cleats back on. And I was like, man. Like, I see how, like, people play into their 50s on flag and shit. Yeah. Like, I just, I understand. I get it. Especially if you came up in that era. Right. Right. I get it, man. But at the well, same and again, time, that's why I lift. Because what does it remind me of? It reminds me of, I mean, a little bit of the glory days. But, like, I still got a step. I still got the strength like and, and then it's, it's remembering refreshing. I liked working out with the team yeah 
Working is, out is I, different from working out with the team. And I always worked out with the people I was striving against. No doubt. That was me. And, and it all- was never like a, you know, like a, like a animosity thing. No. I just want to get where you're at. The year, the year going into my junior year and going into my senior year, Althouse and I left. And Althouse had me in upper body. He had me in the bench, and I had him in cleans and squats. But we right. were we were close enough that like my 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 proudest moment working out with him was knowing that he had a better bench than me by probably fifty pounds. But then we did the uh, we did the combine. We did the two twenty five, and I beat him by like three or four reps. <laughs> See, no, that's the way, that's when, listen, that's when you realize that conditioning mm-hmm. means more than strength. It definitely does. And that's because I definitely want the guy that's lifting 220 more than the guy that's lifting 425 right. more than he is. Yep. He's well, going to keep going. And that's the thing with like why I preach so heavy about whether it's power cleans or hang cleans, because at the end of the day, that's where your power comes from. That's where your hit comes from. Well, what it comes from is heart. That's true too. Heart is, I don't care if you're the weakest player on the team. I'm not going to say the slowest too. You can't be the weakest and the slowest. No, that's, that's, <laughs> not gonna, that's not a good I'm combo. Just be honest. That's not going to get you there, but you can make up, for your lacks with heart. Yep. A lot of people don't have heart. Right. They just don't have heart. They're just not going to dig like a lot of people do. Completely, completely get it. Like there, there were a number, I'm not going to say every time it was, but it was a heavy, a heavy percentage of times where like I would win sprints or, you know, perimeters or whatever the case was in high school. And I was not the fastest kid. I ran a, I ran a four, six, eight, 40 when I was 13 years old at the, uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like the they have pictures combine. and everything. People was, yeah. And that's, that, that's a blessing just that my grandfather took me to that. Yeah. That's awesome. I won. I got second in the field goal competition. I missed a 35 yard field goal. See, but he was a showers. grown man. The grown man beat me. <laughs> the grown man did. Yeah, he was grown. It was a grown, <laughs> grown white dude. And I was thinking, as soon as I seen his complexion, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You I got mean, me that's actually a very good point. How many black field goal kickers are there? You don't see kickers. <laughs> no, you don't see black. And they it's not equate their leg strength to kicking. They equate I mean, it to speed. I guess all of the. The potential black kickers are probably playing soccer somewhere. <laughs> well, uh, the dude that used to play for the Raiders, King. King. Was it Jacob or Joe? or It started with a J, I believe. He probably kicked Jason. The, he kicked the... <laughs> right, right. That sounds more... That sounds more... He kicked uh, Derek Carr's uh, 30th... Not 30th. He ain't 30 yet. It was his 28th birthday cake. He punted it, though. Like, he had 
he punted it. But uh, he was the only kicker that I've known, other than the uh, new, the YouTuber destroying. Have you? Oh heard no, of him? I'm gonna have to look that up. I think he's a professional. He was a professional kicker for uh, the Patriots. He played gotcha. for the Patriots at one point. I don't know, but he's a kicker, like a, a punter and a, a field goal kicker. No, I don't think he kicks field goals. Not that I think about it. But he was a punter. Yeah, but you don't see black folks kick it. No. And I think if I'm just being honest. I mean, our quarterback punts, but other than that. <laughs> if I'm just being honest, I think black folks would make for the best kickers. Because uh, they yes. got them big thighs. Them right. thighs are legendary. It's funny now, you say that. I've, I used to get looks from her about this. I'm like, Andrew's got a black butt. Like he right. does, he's got that right. big ass, those he big thighs. It does poke out. He's got like, that. He's it? got that athlete ass. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I know I he's to, gonna stay with sports. Cause I went to work at the airport, and I'm sorry. I didn't no, go for it. You You're good. I went to work at the airport, and it was a a coach. He coached for um. He had a ring and everything, like on his hand while he was driving. It was a championship ring. And it, it wasn't no like little check. It was he. Yeah. I can't remember who. He Probably a conference for. title somewhere. But as soon as I walked on the bus, he was like, uh, "You used to play running back." <laughs> I said, "Yeah." He said, "I can tell by your ass and your thighs." And I didn't even take it as right. like no weird shit. I was no. like, "It's kind of like how you used to smack motherfuckers on the ass." In football, like you didn't think right. about it like gay, you just thought like good shit. Like, well, I mean, honestly, that kid, that senior who came back out, the only reason he's in the starting rotation is because I could tell from his build that he could play. Right. Like we have, we have another kid who is a junior who is strong as fuck, but I look at him and I'm like, he's he's not athletic. I tell you what, though, he <laughs> would not have been able to say that to me if he didn't have a ring on his finger. <laughs> you got ass in your ass in your thighs. <laughs> I'd have been like, "What the? Fuck? <laughs> what the? Yeah, fuck I'm about to get fired." <laughs> but, but I knew what he was saying when I sat down and talked to him. I said, "Oh yeah, he's a coach, coach." Right. No, he's the old man that has nothing else to do and he's still working because he was a shuttle bus driver. Right. He's just doing it because he wanted to get out right. of the house, probably away from his wife. Listen. <laughs> Listen. I see. I love seeing old dudes like working those kind of jobs because I'm like, the only reason you're here is because you don't want to deal with something at home. And you can tell. He was the one that like enjoyed it. Like mm -hmm. he probably annoyed people because he would talk to you. Like he was just like, what you know? Like how's your day going? Was you know? Yeah. He was a he was a. I, I enjoyed every time I seen him. I lit up. Yeah. But no, I hear you on that though. Because I, I am the last like, person who wants Edward's to talk to anybody. Here. Uh. Right. No. No. You know, going into work, you'd be like. And it was always in. He never worked the out shit. It's because he was up and had nothing else to do. <laughs> but I worked the late shift, so I was coming in at 2, 3. Gotcha. And I worked till about 2, 3. 
12 is when I should have gotten off. But you know, planes get delayed right. and shit, and you gotta stay. So when did you I've work worked there? more than twelve hours daily before? When did you work there? I don't at remember. the airport. Yeah, um, at the rental car spot. Okay, all right, all right. At Enterprise, uh, Alamo, and all them. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember that that uh that period. That was right before I worked for uh Verizon. Gotcha. Okay. That was right before the Verizon. I left there to go to Verizon. Gotcha. Yeah, but I mean. All right. What else you got in terms of topics, man? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm fading a little bit. Okay. So let's run through these and we're out. All right. Um, We already talked about time. I wish my pops was here because he said it. I feel like Jay, you ain't met Jay. You gotta uh you gotta get on one of these shows coming up because I like Jay and Jay's uh I think I just missed him the one that I was on and then Yeah, Jay's the, the other white boy on shit. the show. Not saying we don't want white boys on the show. We welcome uh all the white boys on the show. <laughs> but uh And I'm not white, I'm light. Right. <laughs> So Jay's the only white boy on the show. <laughs> Don't let the skin fool you. <laughs> right. But um, first, let me rewind because I said I got to give my dad props. That Jake Paul fight. Okay. Um, Everything he said Jake Paul does, he did. Yeah. Uh, he leads with his face. He can never fight a real boxer. He could never fight a real boxer. And I know he's thinking about Tommy Fury coming up. And Tommy Fury is not good. I'm not even going to say he's the not the best. He's not good to me. Yeah. But um, if he has the right trainer, he puts Jake down. Got it. Jake Paul led with his face the entire fight. Ty Ridley, Tyrone Woodley caught him one time. Well, no, 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 no. He caught him with three good punches, but he caught him one time and knocked him damn near through the ropes and stood there and looked at him. Rather than following it through and following what up. What the fuck? I was thinking like right when I th- right when I saw that, I was like, oh, he's not winning. You don't deserve to win. After when that, you think yeah. about somebody that's producing as much money as Jake Paul, do you think they're going to give you a decision victory? No. And you're the fighting legend? Right. Right. Why did you not finish him when Why you had a you chance to finish up? him? Yeah. No, I'm with this you. This is like, not the UFC. There, the, you don't stop until there's a stoppage. <laughs> the same thing I deal with in, like coaching football. You I play been... through the whistle. Not at the whistle. Through the whistle. <laughs> I would have been more... Um, I'd have been more satisfied with the loss if he got disqualified. Yeah. Like if he went like went at him like trying to fight and like bell rang, extra hit, you're yep. disqualified. Yeah. But at least try though. Yeah. Cause the whole fight, he was just he was stalking him. And what he did prove is that Jake Paul can't fight on his back foot. But that's another thing though. If you're not a real boxer, 
you don't know how to fight on your back foot. Right. Jake Paul has only been fighting for four years now, three years now. You don't just learn how to fight off your back foot without being in a fight where you have to have fight to. off yeah. your back foot. Right. No, your completely. jab, your jab, your straights can be just as powerful stepping backwards as stepping forwards. But a lot of fighters don't recognize that. So it's like they get like they get nervous when they're backing up the whole right. time because they think they're getting pressured. Right. But the actuality is they're playing into you. They're playing into to you if you do it right. That's where you hit them with the jab and then you come back with the hook. Off, Keep off them that the back time. foot. They're going to back right. that back foot. And you know, it's funny that you said that. And I don't even know, like, I am very much a casual fan of fight sports. Right. But I know that. <laughs> but it's funny that you said that because... The punch that he kept hitting Jake Paul with was the overhand right. And you're absolutely correct. Easiest punch to counter an overhand right is either going to be a straight punch yep. or a quick hook. Bank. And then that's the end of the that's the end of it right there. Right. You hit them with a quick hook while they're trying to swing over the top. They're rocked. Right. Don't matter who it is. Tyson, they're rocked. And Jake didn't understand that. And Tyrone didn't understand that because he kept doing it. Right. You kept doing it. And it wasn't like you weren't getting hit. You just weren't getting hit hard enough to care. But you also weren't getting hard enough to hit hard enough to know that you were losing. <laughs> that that you were fight. losing. Right. Right. And to your point. He, Jake Paul is the moneymaker there. So if it comes down to a decision, you know which I way honestly, it's going to go. I honestly thought it was a draw. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I thought it was a draw. Jake Paul won more rounds. Yes. If I'm if I'm judging by round by round, Jake Paul won more rounds. But you think there was a round Woodley, in there that Woodley won by? Woodley rocked him at least three times. Yeah. And I feel like that that evened it out. Now he that even though that's only three rounds of a eight round fight, those rocks changed the the trajectory of the fight. There was a point in the fight where he rocked him at the end of the round, and his trainer spilled ice on the on on the uh, mat. It's an old boxing trick. Yeah. You spill ice on the mat like uh, uh, how how in NBA they got to come out there and wipe, wipe it, off it all so down when somebody falls. Right. Yep. So if you spill ice on the mat, somebody else has to come after the round is over to get you some extra time to get some wind yep. to wipe that up. <laughs> I thought you were like, I thought you had it. I thought you were Jake Paul, right? Why are y'all doing shit like that to win the fight right. and that's not a cheat move i'm not saying it's a cheat move that's a smart trainer yeah my man needs more you time always, to get his legs always got to be able to i mean rules are made to be bent <laughs> it's not a cheat move and that's what i want to it's not a cheat move at all i commend the trainer for doing for doing it. it but tyron woodley knows enough about fight sports not to know to take you got to beat the champ and right now he's the champ. Right. And you didn't want to beat him. Nope. Because you were still scared to go in for the kill even after you rocked him. Right. 
Meanwhile, I do think that that's something that generally, it's funny that you made the comparison to UFC in a negative connotation. I actually think the UFC generally does a great job with following up and finishing the fight. Oh, no, they're the best. Yeah. They're the best at it because they, they're allowed to. Right, because if he, he hits the mat, that's not the end right there. In boxing, it's more so you expect when you hit somebody like that, it's a one-shot boy. Right. I don't have to hit you with two or three more because I've got to hit you with one on more solid one and I'm putting you down. In UFC, it's like even though you hit the dirt, I still got to finish you finish off. Finish you off and prove that you can't defend and I yourself. Think, and I think you're right. I think that's where Tyron Woodley fucked up is because he thought he still had the shot to finish you yeah. after he rocked you. Yeah. Nah, it's not how boxing works. No. You got to finish them while they're still there. Yeah. And you didn't do it. So I understand. Um, I commend Jake for the loss. If anything, I say, <clears throat> once again, it shows MMA fighters that boxing is a different sport. Right. Right. It's not just fighting. This is not just fighting. UFC's more so street fight it's than closer. every punch has to count. Every takedown has to mean something. And every submission better be at full go. Yep. In boxing, it's a dance. Right. I just got to look prettier than you until you show me an opportunity to really take you out. Yep. And I'm going to dance around you. And I'm going to dodge your shots and throw them back until you give me an opening and you're out of there. Yep. And that's why I don't think Jake Paul could ever fight a real boxer. Well, not ever. Not ever. Because I am definitely impressed with his current resume. Well, the fact that he just came out of nowhere and has done what he's done, regardless if it's against MMA fighters, yeah. is impressive. Yeah. But you're still not a you, you can't say I'm a fighter yet. So when is you gotta Jake, fight when, a when is when are, when are we getting Jake Paul Mayweather? Because you know think, it's coming. Or Jake Paul Connor. I think uh, it'll be, honestly, I think it'll be, uh, and I'm not saying next fight, but I think it'll be Jake Paul, Logan Paul. Okay. And then I think you'll see whoever out of those fights whoever Mayweather. Whoever wins, take Mayweather. Mayweather will come back for that. Money Mayweather. Mayweather will come back for that. Money Mayweather, he'll come back for And Jake payday. Paul already, did you see, Jake Paul put uh, his brother on his hit list. Did he? He said he wants Canelo Alvarez, dumb. Javante Davis, dumb. Even though Javante Davis is 50 pounds lighter than you, dumb. Right. And then it was uh, his brother, Tommy Fury. Okay. It was five. It was a five list. So it was Canelo, Tank, Tommy Fury, somebody else, and Jake. Jake was last on the list. But Jake can't be last on the list because you're not good enough. You know what I mean? So yeah. y'all got to fight early to get to the. Yep. That's why I say the next couple in the next three fights, you'll see him fight his brother. Okay. And then I will fight my after. brother. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> and I know Chris would fight me. So it's like, <laughs> if we're going to get paid millions. No doubt. Like, why? Shit, not? I'll fight my brother for free. <laughs> How many times have me and my brother fought? For free? And you're telling me for pay? 
We would love to knock each other out for pay. And then y'all would hug afterwards and it'd be fine. (laughs) Man, are you serious? What's the reach advantage there? Is it Chris? Yeah, Chris got me. Yeah. Chris is like five. He's nine. probably young enough too that he's still got you in the conditioning. <laughs> well, no, no, he's uh, he's been gaining weight. Oh, has he? All right. Not to play my G, but yeah, <laughs> he's been gaining weight. But that's also the second kid. You right. know how to, right. you know that baby. That baby weight is real. When you have a baby, you do get. Yeah, because you can't do anything else, and so you're around the house and you're eating whatever the fuck you got. That baby weight is real, and now he got two. He's getting he's getting up there. He's not getting out of like like, but you're getting like, bro. A couple more years, you're gonna be. <laughs> oh man! But I've been there. Shit, I'm trying to get out of it right now. Shit, me too. Um. All right, what else you got? Anything? Uh, yeah, we can wrap it up here. Um, I got two things, and we're going to wrap it up. All right. Okay, Um, one, which isn't, this is just an announcement, so we can move right past this. Oscar De La Hoya um, got po- positive for COVID. So um, I don't know if you were aware I, he was scheduled to fight Vitor Belfort. Yeah, I I, I actually just saw that um, right before the show when I was that fight's off. Stuff. Yeah, and and that's like the second or third fight. Like, are guys just say like doing it and ducking it, or I think I think so. Yeah. I do think so. I don't think Oscar is. Okay. I don't think Oscar is. And it's funny that you asked that because that was about to be my follow-up yeah but i don't think oscar is okay oscar it is it's felt like a convenient excuse for like three or four fights recently yeah there and you're absolutely correct it's been four fights where they have caught covid and it's been like really right well sometimes they say the team has covid Okay, so it just means means somebody in their camp did. And they're not going to allow the fight. Somebody was out fucking around last night. and (laughs) uh, and You know what? It was uh, Tyson Fury and Tiafimo. Matter of fact, both of them got in trouble like that because they was like, uh, they announced they had COVID. I mean. And then they got caught taking pictures with celebrities, like their fans with no mask. And he was like, no, 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 no. I didn't catch COVID. My mitt man or my trainer caught COVID. And we got it. But I'm not the one with COVID. But I feel like even still, why are you still taking pictures with fans if... Because if you're the fucking world heavyweight champ or the world whatever champ... But don't they say it can Why take you do two that? You got to live that life, man. Live that life. They say it could take two weeks for COVID to kick in. Yeah. So true. you could have caught COVID two weeks ago. Right. So while your trainer did pop positive, doesn't mean that you're not positive. That right. just it means that just it hadn't yeah. kicked in yet, Joe. Yeah. So either way, I look at it as a duck. Like you're ducking. Because if you're feeling well enough to hit the town on Vegas and take pictures with fans. Right. You're feeling well enough to get the fuck in that gym. Yep. I agree. I agree. I think it's ducking. It's even at this point where they're putting it 
in the contract where, okay, say me, you are scheduled to fight. I'm the A side, right? I'm the champ. You're not. You're fighting for the belt. I can say, well, we'll fight, but if Mike catches COVID, y'all got to uh, put me in the ring with a comparable opponent and I still get paid my same amount. Right. Well, how can we do that if you you are fighting the next best? There is no comparable fight at that point. It's and you want the same $40 million contract and we're going to give you the fifth man that's ready right. to fight right. on short notice? notice? Absolutely. That's ducking. Like you it said, is. that's ducking. It is. Not to mention, and this is my last point, Canelo uh, Alvarez's 130-pounder uh, just got popped for a banned substance. Ooh. Now, it wasn't like, it. I don't, it wasn't steroids that we know of. They tried to make it out like it was a pre-workout. Okay. Because, so. you know, you can't even take pre-workouts if you're, like, better right. tested. But they tried to make it like it was a pre-workout, but he said he took a herbal tea that his trainer told him to take for, like, uh, inflammation and all that. They had had pre-workout in it. (laughs) Canelo has been caught for clembuterol. He just got caught. Uh, It's a third person. I can't think of his name in their group that got caught. At this point, I'm looking at it like, does that somewhat tarnish your name? Well, it's like that's like USA Gymnastics. After the third allegation, it's probably systemic, not. <laughs> and you're right. You're right, though. Yeah. And that's what's so fucked up about it is because I fucking love Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, I know you do. But it's like, this is, this is big, bro. Like, this is big. You've already got popped. Everybody forgave you. Now your young buck is getting popped. And uh, not to mention, uh, the uh, Andy Ruiz has lost, like, 60 pounds in the past three months. What What are y'all doing in right. that camp? Right. Hey, man, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> I mean, you know what? At, at some point, I understand that. But when it comes to a sport like boxing, yeah, where you could kill a man, and I'm not saying you can't kill a man in football, I'm just saying it's a lot harder to, right? And like, usually, I gotta literally again, target a, you to do that, yeah. Boxing is different, you're expected to, yeah. So when you're taking cheats like that, I just can't, I can't. I'm losing faith in my guy, man. I'm losing faith in my guy. It does make you wonder. It does. And I don't want to put him at risk because he hasn't gotten popped. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not on him. But at the same time, your whole camp has got popped. If your name is on, if your name's on the billboard, you're responsible. Right. Because it's either people you put around it. It's somebody you signed off on. And if it's not somebody you signed off on, one of your people signed off on, and that's still on you. Right. You got bad folks in your camp. Like, come on, man. Like, I just, it just bums me out because it's like, that was my guy. 
and it's like I'm losing faith in you. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. But other than that, I got nothing else other than um, Teddy Bridgewater beat uh, Drew Lott over the uh, starting position in Denver. I was going to ask if everybody thought that was a good selection as far as the starting spot. I mean, Bridgewater, I think, has untapped potential. I've all like definitely agree. I'm with not that. not a huge fan of his, but not, I definitely agree I, with that as well. I think that he just needed a chance to develop, and so it's funny you say that. That's because wasn't he too. thrown to the wolves pretty quickly? Like, wasn't he? Was he starting as a rookie, or did he no, get he, tapped? I think he came out with the Panthers, or I think so. Uh, I thought it was a farther south. He's been with six teams already. Okay. God so damn, he's been with six teams. I feel like he's he been in the league out. for eight eight years. And been been in, okay, I, I, again, I had a period there where I couldn't stand watching the NFL because the Bills were awful. I didn't. <laughs> that wasn't even my reason, and it wasn't no Kaepernick shit either. But it was. I'm just. I lost focus. I lost focus in the NFL for a while. No, I'm with you. I get it. And that was probably about three years ago. So I just came back probably two last year. Yeah, last year is probably the first year I really came back. Into. I'm with you. Last year, actually, I watched, I started getting into it, not last year, the year before. And then I started watching, like started getting back watching the year before, but I didn't really get interested until last year. Very similar. Very similar. And honestly, now, like, I would like to get back into college, but that's going to end up being, you know, my you day, know my day I, with Andrew. So, you know, what's ironic is I have lost love for college and I used to like college more because they worked harder. Right. But I feel like like the penalties and everything just make it so it like it's so like they can't even right play. It's, they fun- can't play. It's, it's funny you bring that up because the announcers even said that I was talking about those back to back kick catch interferences. Even uh-huh. the announcers were like, this is ruining the game of college football. Mm-hmm. The NCAA and these decisions is ruining college football. At the end of the day, motherfuckers knew what they were signing up for when they put right. their helmet on. Right. And again, these were clean hits. These weren't targeting calls. These were, he didn't fair catch. He it got, got back lit to, up it as back he to caught Tom the Brady. ball. Right. You go back to Tom Brady. Your mistakes are causing the defense to get penalties. And that's why I thought it was so commendable for him to say it. Especially he said, from like he the said guy even, who the rules are made for. That's what I that's it. Right. That's exactly what I said. And that's why I was like, it's so commendable because you're noticing that it's still fucking up the game. Yeah. Like the, the reason why the rule was made for you was because you were good enough. But now these new cats aren't good enough, right. and the rules are helping them look better, better than when they actually worse. are. I completely agree. Yeah, I'm with Tom on this one. I like I, I, I like the way that that's phrased, and I'm gonna. I, that might be something that I just keep an eye out for. Like, I'm going with Tom. He should have seen one. that, or yeah, I'm with you. And Tom threw himself under the bus too—not himself, but he was like, "Listen." It's a quarterback's job to read a blitz. 
right. somebody hits me from the blind side, that is not the defense's fault. No, that's that's my, my offensive lineman's fault or my fault for not noticing. Right. But that is not the defense that should have to be penalized for that. And I said, now he's the goat. Now he's the goat. Well, I mean, there's a reason why left tackle now is he's some the, of the goat. best paid players in the NFL. Listen, but you don't want them to hit you either. No. All right, man. I got to yeah, get off you. of here. I'm fading. I'm with you, baby. <laughs> I'm with you. You got anything to take us out, sir? Um, You know, I love you. I love everybody. Yeah. I love Char. I love the situation. Not meaning like I, I love it, mean. but I, I love I love bettering everyone yep. is what I love. Yeah. So uh, don't ever think that I'm not a phone call or a drive away. I know you are. And um, to all my shower heads and my foods, we love you and uh, we'll do better. We'll give you more. We will. We will. We haven't if nothing done... else, this situation makes it easier, too, so let's go. And I'm not even saying that for that. No, we'll, I am. <laughs> we'll give you more. We haven't, we haven't done what we should have done, and we'll do it. Hey, man, back together. We'll get it going. All right, with all of that, I have been your host, Michael Reggie. As always, tune in to Do Fools Agree live on Friday nights or check it out on the podcast. And hit the showers on uh, Saturdays and uh, Wednesdays. And the Mind and Body Understanding Podcast, eh, somewhere between once and twice a week. You can find all of that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite podcast app. Just search Foolproof Entertainment Network. We love you. Peace out, folks. Peace the fuck out.